This is episode number 15 with Global International Keynote Speaker, Sebastian Terry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Greatness. My name is Joseph DiBernardo and each week I'll be bringing you an inspiring person or message to help you unleash your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get after it. Joseph Campbell said, you must give up the life you planned in order to have the life you have been waiting for. And Abraham Lincoln said, and in the end, it's not the years in your life that count, it's the life in your years. In this week's episode with Sebastian Terry, we speak about why he committed to ticking off 100 things on his bucket list before he dies, how you can create a more meaningful life. And he also talks about Kindsome, which is a new platform that he created to help others and also to give you access to to give back. I'm really excited by the interview. Um, please share it with all your friends. Um, head to josephdebonardo.com forward slash 15 to access the show notes and resources. And without further ado, guys, Let's dive into this week's episode with Sebastian Terry. Guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Unleash Your Inner Greatness. And on this week's episode, I have one of Australia's most influential and motivating speakers that's going around at the moment. Sebastian Terry is the author of the super inspiring book, 100 Things, a motivational memoir of his quest to tick off 100 things before he dies. He's the star of a Discovery Channel documentary called 100 Things to Do Before You Die, a TV reality star, a keynote speaker, and a national ambassador for Make-A-Wish Australia. Sebastian has raised over $250,000 for various charities as part of his quest to tick off his list, which is so inspiring, and more recently founded an amazing platform called Kindsome which connects people who need help to, to those who aspire to give it. This is a super inspiring uh, initiative and I can't wait to speak to Sebastian about it. Seb, um, I'm super grateful that we finally got to connect. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Greatness. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Appreciate it. Um, so I come into your world many years back. We were just talking before we jumped on. Uh, I picked up your book, 100 Things, off a bookshelf in a place that I was renting. And uh, you've done a lot of inspiring things, but I wanted to start off by just asking you, uh, mate, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? And if you remember it, what was the highlight of your year last year? Oh, cool. Um, well, what am I grateful for? I, I, I think uh, the ability of choice, like choice, you know, I, I think it's an important one. Uh, maybe that's related to freedom. Maybe that's the one thing. I really enjoy but yeah being able to pursue things through choosing to do so which is something we all have and i'm very grateful for that ability and last year what was my highlight um geez i think like a lot of what i do at the moment is around kindness and and you mentioned it in that intro like kindsome and a new helping platform uh, and i just finally launched that towards the end of last year so that was that was really cool but um i don't know i'm very fortunate i get to do a lot of cool things and and, and connect with a lot of really good people and create a lot of kindness projects and you know, no one is better than another. They're all epic. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to say last year was littered with highlights. Now, you, your um, 
your story for those who don't know you involves obviously ticking off your hundred list, the hundred things to do on your list. But for those who don't know you, would you be able to take us back to, you know, where it all started and let us know how you got to where you are? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I keep saying it. It's, it's kind of been like a beautiful accident in a way. I, uh, about 12 years ago, uh, well, actually I finished high school, didn't know what to do. Career advisor said, go to uni. So I did and I got a degree in something. It took me about three years. I came out of there with this degree and, and big debt. And I remember just feeling really underwhelmed at graduation. I just thought, well, what, what, you know, what, surely that should mean something more to me. And it didn't. So I ended up backpacking around the world like heaps, heaps of us do. And then, uh, and then I was in Canada and I received news from back home in Sydney that uh, one of my good friends had passed away. Um, and the news uh, was obviously horrible um, and it affected everyone. And uh, Chris, my buddy, had passed away. Um, I don't know, I guess that, that being the straw that sort of broke the camel's back, so to speak, just made me really actually think about what I was doing in life. And I, I remember just thinking, if he could live his life again, would he live the same way? Would he change everything? And I don't think he would have changed anything. I think he was happy. And I thought, wow, what an interesting, fantastic spot to be in. And, you know, a life that was far too short, but it was one that was well-lived. And I then thought about that question upon myself in Canada at 24. And I thought, well, if I was going to die today, could I look back and say that I was stoked at everything that I was doing? Or if I got given another 24 years, would I change everything? I'd never thought about it, life like that before. And I just kind of realized that I would change everything. I would change everything. I was unhappy didn't know who I was, didn't know my values, didn't know what I stood for. So it just began instantly this, this kind of, uh, I don't know, process in my mind of, well, if I want to be happy, which I deemed as being a priority for me, what would I do? So I got a list of, um, I basically got a piece of paper and a pen and I created a list of 100 things that I thought would make me smile more. And, and there were very bizarre things on there, very meaningful things, very spiritual things, emotional, physical, you know, whatever. And uh, it just made sense, complete sense to drop everything in my life to pursue it. So... Um, soon after that, I did. I dropped everything in my life just to pursue my list. And, and that sort of became quite popular along the way. Somehow, it was never meant to be anything like that. It was just a personal journey. But I guess it attracted a lot of attention. It sort of spoke to people in a way I'd ever think it would. And I, I guess the kind of on shot of that is that a lot of people started asking me for help in the end. And I, and I began to help a few people along the way. And that filled me with an even you know, even greater sense of like purpose and contentment, really. I just felt that, that that's what I was here to do. So I basically stopped my list a few years on and um, started helping people. And, and that's now gravitated into what is Kindsome, which is a, a matchmaking platform for acts of kindness, which, uh, which is, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's a very, very condensed version of, of, of what this is, but that's it. I was, lo I was looking at your list because you've, you've achieved some amazing things. When did you stop the list or are you still doing it? Because there was one thing on there that said to learn salsa dancing. I'm like, he's been to the Playboy Mansion. He's jumped out of planes, uh, like skydive nude. He's done all these amazing things, but he hasn't yet done salsa. Yeah. So, I mean, well, you've you mentioned two very shallow things I've done. Um, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I and they were fun. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, they all happen in time. I've done 72 things, basically. And now, as I said, 10 years on from actually starting this properly, um, you know, I'd much rather help you do something than, than help me. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're in no particular order. Uh, some are hard, some are not. Um, I've, I've taken a few salsa lessons, but by no means am proficient. Um, you know, this, the, the, I think once you start putting things down on a bit of paper... Um, they, they happen as they need to. You can be very proactive, of course, and create opportunities and go and do the things. 
you know, like, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but, you know, like uh, trying to do an Ironman, I entered a race, I started training, I was very proactive and I went and did it. And then there are other things that sort of come to you and you react to that opportunity. So an example for my list would be delivering a stranger's baby, which I mean, literally I got offered to deliver a stranger's baby and I couldn't have planned that. So I just had to be less proactive, more responsive. Um, So yeah, for whatever reason, salsa dancing hasn't happened yet. Um, But... I'm now in a position where I'd much rather help you salsa dance. If that <laughs> That's awesome. It's a good journey because I don't know if you'd agree, but I think it, the, once the journey becomes about other people, it becomes so much more fulfilling. Completely. Yeah. I mean, I often talk about, the, you know, when you're on a plane and I use the analogy of, you know, they, they say in an emergency, oxygen mask will fall from the ceiling, put yours on first before helping others. Um, so it's, it, it's interesting what you say, like helping other people, of course, is completely fulfilling. Um, but I think what we often steer away from because society deems it as selfish is looking after yourself. Um, and I think one thing leads to the other. I think you need to look after yourself, create a list. You need to be selfish, which is not a bad word. Uh, you need to be self-indulgent as long as it's going towards allowing you to find who you are. And I think once you are, do start becoming who you are, you can then help other people. So yeah, the helping is absolutely imperative to living, in my opinion, a full circle of you know a, a rich, valued life. But to, to get there, you need to look after yourself first. I was going to say, mate, you know, I, di- I did mention a few things that you'd, you'd done. And, you know, I know there's some really impactful things that you did as part of those 100 things as well. You know, I mentioned you jumped out of the plane, skydiving nude, etc. And, and, you know, you said, you know, that was a couple of shallow things that you wrote down. But what, what was this, what's the one least item that you've done that's given you the most meaning in your life to date? Well, I think a list, by the way, everyone's is completely different and it can be shallow. That's completely fine. And, you know, going to the Playboy Mansion is shallow. Um, so, you know, they, it needs to be self-indulgent. I think it also needs to lend itself to other people too. So, you know, I think the first thing from my list um, was the most impactful in the sense that it just got me started on the journey. So that's really important because it always, you know, uh, every marathon starts with one step as you'll hear a lot of the time, but it's true. Um, so, you know, number one was, was very important for me, but then number 26 was actually to help a stranger. And, um, and that changed my life, you know, drastically. Um, uh, I met a guy called Mark who'd seen me on TV and he shared his list with me and he asked me to shave his head. So I flew to Melbourne. I actually, I actually had just ridden a scooter across a a 50, a hundred CC scooter across Australia. It was on my list. I happened to be in Melbourne. So I met up with Mark and um, his story was like, it's pretty insane. Like he was able-bodied, was in Greece, got bitten by a tick, contracted Lyme's disease, became quadriplegic, can't speak. It's horrible. Um, And he wanted me to shave his head. So I shaved his head. In the process of shaving his head, got to know him um, through his carer translator who was speaking on his behalf. And then I said, what else is there? I can do more than shave your head. And, And he said that Mark wanted to complete a half marathon, but obviously it was in a wheelchair. And I looked at Mark and I said, how can I help you? And, and he said, um, he, I couldn't really understand anything he was trying to say before then, but he said, push me. And it was the first thing I understood him say, he just said, push me. And I just knew I had to do it. So I, I wanted to do it. So I pushed Mark in his wheelchair. And since the day I pushed Mark and felt those feelings that I felt at that moment, um, it's all been about other people. Wow. And are you still in contact with Mark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I just sent him a, a message yesterday, actually. Yeah, Mark's incredible. He's uh, not only has he now completed a half marathon, he wanted to complete a full marathon. So he was the first person that I put on my Kindsome um, website uh, and he needed 15 people to help push him. And so we got 15 people, 
most of them didn't know each other to help push Mark in the Melbourne full marathon. So he did that in October last year. Um, so yeah, I know I'm very much in, in touch with Mark. Mark's incredible. Mark's like, he's gone on and you know, um, he's got a tattoo. He's, he's, he's attended like a nudist bike race or something. He just did like the bird, um, is it the Birdman, the thing where they jump off the, into the water? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's doing incredible things. And that's the ripple effect of like, you know, it, that's the ripple effect of, of, of being passionate about what you do. And, you know, you, you, it definitely, definitely rubs off on people. And, you know, I, I, I guess I could say that's happened with my story. But even Mark, you know, Mark's inspiring people too. He's, he's amazing. Mate, I, I love stories like that because why do we get so caught up in complaining about such, you know, things that don't matter? especially in the Western countries. I don't know if you see that, but like so many of us have so much in terms of material things and we still complain. What, you know, how does someone, how does a listener on the other end that perhaps is going through that mindset shift that? How do you get into more sort of gratitude and fulfillment? Well, I think the word's permission. I I, I talk about it a lot, like giving yourself permission to do so. We're entirely accountable for what we do. Life is all about choice. You get to choose about the small, un- you, you choose whether to talk about the small unimportant things or you choose to talk and think about the more important, profound things, if, you, if that's the example, right? So, you know, we can sort of uh, moan and get caught up in, you know, trivialities of like, you know, conversation, he said, she said, unimportant things. And we tend to, because it's easy. It's very easy to do that. Everyone else is doing it. So why not join that conversation? Or you can press pause, give yourself permission to see what is more important for you and then just delve into that you know whether it's as simple as a more meaningful conversation or better questions um or better research or or what what is going to make me happy in life and it, it's trickier to get in because it's not we're not taught to like actually think about that stuff but once you do that journey becomes incredibly easy um not in the sense that it's short and it's very easy to find the answer but there's just a flow with it. So everything in life, I believe, is about choice and permission. So, you know, the only reason I'm able to do what it is that I do is because I, I, I gave myself permission to consider what it was I wanted to do. This happened to be it. And then I chose into it. We were so capable. We're so We underestimate ourselves, like, immensely, I believe. And, and uh, yeah, I think if you don't give yourself permission to do the things you want to do or, the, the, or permission to even think about the things that you think would be best for you, you'll be influenced by others and what they want. And so typically we find ourselves running life, running this race, which isn't ours. It's just influenced by generational trends, societal pressure, you know, peer group hearsay. And, you know, and and, and that's a shame. And that's what I was doing, by the way. I was doing all of that up until I was 24. And I had a, a moment when my friend passed away where I did start thinking it, you know, in another way. So, we all have that ability. It's just choosing it. I agree. And um, I, I've been inspired by you and your journey for so long. And I, I think it's more the kindness thing that we spoke about before we kicked off the interview that inspires me the most. Now, first, it was the, 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 the list, but now it's the kindness aspect that you follow and the platform, kind some. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm glad. Thank you as well. As I said before, thank you so much for you know, your support. Like, I, I think that, you know, ultimately we're all trying to find ourselves. You know, we all talk about it all the time, trying to find ourselves. I think my list doesn't matter, interestingly. I, you know, I'm known for, oh, I did this, I did X, Y, and Z, and done all these things. The list is just purely a vehicle for me to try and find out who I am on a, on a deeper level. And, and I think really the secret to living a, a, a nice life where you can sleep well at night is just being you. We're all completely different, but if we can work out who we are and then we can just learn to be that, I believe that's a secret, a, a crucial ingredient to living a fulfilled, you know, content life. Um, I think a massive part of that is helping other people. What I'm finding is that when I push Mark in the wheelchair, for example, there was like a, there was a few of us at the beginning of the race who were pushing him. And by the end of the race, 
there were far more people, strangers who wanted to help us out. And I keep saying it day in, day out, people are good. Just that is it. People are good. No doubt about it in my mind. And we all want to connect and we all have the ability and capacity and propensity to help other people. We just don't know how a lot of the time. Um, so for example, like, you know, at the moment here in LA through Kindsome, we're trying to find a kidney for a lady who is on dialysis, you know, the, to be really crass about it, she, she'll die if she doesn't get a kidney. And so we're now looking for someone and people from all over the world are writing in, contacting her directly, trying to donate a kidney and going through the process of doing so. So I'm very optimistic about that. But every time I share the story of somebody who needs help, whether it's a family who don't have the means to send their kids to a school um, prom um, and they just want suits, you know, or whether it's to fulfill the, the last wish of somebody, someone who's terminally ill, or whether it's um, to call somebody on the telephone who's lonely, I, I share that and people instantly do it and help. So the stories have just been magnificent, fueled entirely by this innate ability for us to connect with each other. We just need an opportunity. So Kindsome is that. It just provides many opportunities for people to help. And it's also obviously a platform for people who need help to go there and be vulnerable and brave and to say, hey, I need help. There it is, you know. Seb, if, if someone was sort of going through their life um, and I appreciate that. We'll speak more about Consum because I'm really passionate about it. Um, and I really want the listeners to get uh, behind it. But I, I think, you know, you mentioned like purpose, finding your, your, your calling, so to speak. I reckon you've got a lot of experience of speaking on stage and um, sharing advice with other people. If someone's stuck out there listening into the podcast and, they, and they're looking for more meaning or looking for that thing that they're supposed to do, you said that it, it, it partly has to do with helping other people, but is there any process that they could go through to ultimately find their way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean I, I'd love to help, of course. If anyone is out there, feel free to get in touch. But the, the truth is we all have the tools already, and it's simple. It is start now. Give yourself permission to press pause on your life right now. Take a step back. Nothing matters. Have a look at where what's happened for you to get to where you are right now. Ask yourself, Simple questions. Am I happy? Am I being a good father, son, daughter, brother? Um, am I being productive as I can be within my professional role? Sim simple questions. If everything works out and checks out well and you're happy, great, go, go for it. But if you suddenly realize, oh, I'm not happy or I wouldn't mind a few things changing, well, how? What actually are the things that need changing? Just, you know, in baby steps, what would make your life better? Uh, and I think once you do that, you give yourself permission to really consider that, making a bit of a plan along the way, just go for it. Just go for it. I mean, there's, it's, it's interesting, as you say, like I do a lot of speaking and I'm very fortunate to do it. Like I, I travel around the world speaking on, on stages to everyone, right? And the truth of it is, kind of ironically, is like talk's cheap. You know, it's, it's, we can all talk about it. I'd love to think that everyone listening to this right now is hugely inspired to go and do whatever. But the truth is, you know, that's not really how it works. People might be inspired for a moment, but the only way it's actually going to physically change their life practically is if they do something about it. It's about doing. So it, it, to back to your question, if someone really wants to make a, a, a change in their life, they have, they have to give themselves permission to actually think about what the change is and then take action. And you take action. I mean, I, as I do a workshop. I have an online workshop, right? So if anyone actually really wants to look into this, please, you know, check out all my stuff and I can, you know, whatever, help you in that way. But 
yeah, at the end of the day, the, the one word answer is action. What's it called, Seb? What's the online workshop um, called? Because we can put it in the show notes. Oh, sure. Great. Um, don't know. I know what it's called. I, it's right. so funny. As I said, I'm very accidentally in this in this world of speaking and you know motivation and stuff. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very fortunate to be here. I love it. But um, I what, what was happening is I was doing a lot of talks. And at the end of all these talks, people would get in touch and say, well, this is my story. This is my situation. I want to do this, but I don't know how. I don't know what I want to do. How do I tap into that? You know, how do I look at values? How do I look at actioning stuff? And I was like, ah, oh, I need to do something else, which is, you know, more in depth than just a 60 minute keynote. So I started doing years ago, actual physical workshops that people would come along to. And they were so amazing. And the results were just incredible. But it was just quite hard to just maintain that, especially since I've moved to America. So I've just put it all online. I'm just about to launch it. Uh, I'm really excited. So I don't have a name for it yet, but cool. um, I mean, it's a good reminder. I should, that'll be on my next to-do list. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Once it's ready, let us know and I'll, I'll, I'll link it up. Cool. Uh, I was going to say fear, fear is something that I want to speak to you about as well. Cause I agree. Like you can talk cheap. So what is the process that um, someone should go through to overcome a fear they have? And the question I actually had was, what's the biggest fear that you battle against when you're tackling things that are important to you? Um, well, I, I have all the same fears as everyone else, you know, like, am I good enough? Am I worthy? Like, what if I fail? How would this look at, you know, to people around me? Um, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself, uh, you know, all, all, all those things. Um, and the way I change that i mean i i actually in the workshop funnily enough i refer if you imagine a triangle right at the top of the triangle is belief at the like the second part is action and then the third point is result right so your belief influences your action and your action influences your result and then the result will influence your belief again so it's kind of like a self-perpetuating thing so if you have a negative mindset um and you're fear driven and all that kind of stuff and you're worried about what people will think you 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 act in that way and, it, and, and that's not very, it's not very expansive and, and you'll act kind of negatively almost and the result will be somewhat negative um, and it'll strengthen your belief that whatever, like an example is someone who's pessimistic, you know, they think the world's bad, nothing will happen to them, they're very unlucky, that's their belief. They'll go out into the world, they'll go out of bed, they won't talk to people, they won't smile, they'll be negative, they'll be sort of closed off to opportunity and the result is they're at home at the end of the day thinking, oh, well, nothing really happened for me. I am right and that strengthens their belief. So when it comes to fears, if you have these fears, which I certainly did. I mean, it's, do you change your belief straight away? Well, it's nice to think you can, but I, I think action's really the only thing you can actually change. So whenever I feel a fear or an apprehension or anxiety, um, as opposed to where I used to go, oh, I can't do that, and it used to really change my action into a negative, I just go, okay, I can. I understand these things. Are, I'm nervous, I'm apprehensive, I'm anxious. I'm just going to act like a hero anyway. And you act like a hero and the result is that you actually do something positive that surprises yourself. And you go back to bed that night and you think, huh, I am slightly more capable. The world isn't that bad. People are friendly. All I had to do was ask a simple question. The world's nice, you know, um, I can thrive. And then after a while you start unraveling these like negative mindsets you have. So yeah, when it comes to fears, I have all the same that anyone else have, I just act differently. And when you act differently, action, again, being the key word, when you act differently, you realize how abundant the world is and we're just here to flourish. That's awesome, mate. So belief, action and result. Yeah, that's the triangle. The triangle. Yeah. The most important thing I think of all those three is, is action. Yeah. yeah. People who are apprehensive and you feel that and you, you, you even start thinking about something and it makes you nervous, do it. Do it. What's the worst thing? I mean, you know. Hey, Seb, is there anything that you've been wanting to do that you haven't taken action on 
Yeah, that you're procrastinating on yourself. Uh, hang on, I want to give this thought. I want to give it a proper. I don't want to just say no. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's stuff for sure. Like here, I'm going to turn this around, right? Um, I don't know if you can see. Can you see those like things on the wall over there? Wow. Yep. So like that. So that's just like a creative project. It's nothing to do with hundred things. Nothing to do with Kindsome. That's just a creative writing project that's been in my head for years. And for whatever reason, I just wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it. And I, I and it's such a, it, like, I don't know what's going to happen with it. In fact, I don't even care. I'm not, I don't have like an end result for that. But it was just stuff in my head that I wanted to put on paper. And I just hadn't, uh, you know, we all tell it we don't have enough time or, um, oh, I, 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 I need to go surfing. And, so, you know, we all make up excuses. And so at the end of the day, I was like, right, just start doing it. So I just started doing it. So yeah, of course, there were plenty of things that uh, you kind of put off and you convince yourself you have to because of, you know things that are out of your control. But you're actually in control of a lot. As people, we have plenty of things that we can control. Interestingly, I also believe there are a lot of things that are out of our control, or things like timing and you know coincidences. And like there are things obviously we can't, other people, but if we know what it is we want to do, and there's a step that you can, even just one simple step you can do towards it, do it, just do it. You have control of that. That's awesome, mate. Um, you have done inspirational things. Like you spent some time, I was reading on your blog, you spent some time on the street as well. Um, you, you, you were homeless for a, for a week. Yeah. And I should say also, I, I chose into that um, just in case people think I was homeless, which is fine too, by the way. Um, just to, so the context. Yeah, yeah my, sorry, you, you chose. Yeah. yeah, you chose the experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, mate, and I should. I want. To, I, I wanted to clarify that. Um, no, it's fine. Only because it's, it's an interesting one because you know some people get. Um, I, I, some people might get annoyed by the fact that I, I did that. So I just want to sort of like own it and say, yeah, I did choose to do that. Yeah. Uh, super interesting, by the way. Like no, I knew nothing. I was because I've read a lot of your like the items, and that one stood out to me. I was just wondering how that's changed your view on humanity. Because and also, what did you learn during the week? Wow. Um. Yeah. It's, it's awesome that you like that one, or, or, or it spoke to you. Um. I learned a bunch. Uh. I mean, obviously, I, I walked into. It was in Sydney, actually, where, where I'm from, and I just wanted to see my city from a different angle. So I just walked into the middle of the town, um, with nothing, no ID, no phone, no nothing. Um, just the clothes on my back literally and um just kind of lived for the day went into a drop-in shelter i said hey what can i do for food and they're like you can go here between the hours of here and here and you know um you can eat and you know it, it was it was it was just super mind um mind opening for me like i was very able to live easily really um there's food out there there's you know places to shower places to wash your clothes they give you uh you know sanitary products like you know i, I did yoga um i did you know that they run a lot of programs so it was really interesting for me to see that that. the issue with homelessness as i saw it was it's easy for me to do it like i'm you know I, I don't have a mental illness or anything like that um but there are so many people on the streets who have mental illnesses who are just completely forgotten about and there's that there's, to the best of my knowledge, there's nothing out there for them. I, I feel I think that like a lot of things, uh, uh, facilities shut down that would have previously looked after them. And so this is a long time ago I did this, by the way. But yeah, there are people out there who have schizophrenia, who are bipolar, um, and, and they don't they, they find it hard to, to fend for themselves, and that's that's the trouble. The other thing is like a sense of community. There really was a sense of community on the streets. Um, you know, at, at night 
it's obviously a bit of danger too but you know at night throughout the day you can see people do actually stick together and that there's they look out for each other and, and that kind of thing so it, it was fascinating I had like I you know there's always of course the stories oh well one night I thought I was going to get mugged and you know blah 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 but yeah um, I, I just found it really eye-opening and, and it changed my view on homelessness because I once thought well why don't you just get a job it's not as easy as that it's it really isn't um, you know there's so much to it it's a very complex layered thing being marginalized I think it's probably the term actually um, and also they say I, they say something like we're only ever like one or two decisions or events in our life away from being homeless marginalized um, ourselves um, yeah so it's it's very interesting like although the homeless community the marginalized community is quite connected my experience saw that at least a lot of people end up on the streets because they aren't connected on the outside lack of friends lack of whatever so it's yeah it's it's yeah it was very mind open mate have you become more um of a minimalist since that since that uh, experience yeah, I, or not really um i mean we certainly don't need as much as we have for sure i mean i've always thought that anyway like I, i've always kind of like grown up on the beaches so like you know i, I don't wear shoes and like i yeah i yeah so I, I don't like too many possessions for sure um and, and i mean in society i mean it's kind of going away from like what we're talking about maybe it's not but we 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 think we need so much physical items um or these things on you know on the phone we're on there all the time we, we 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 crave to be validated through all this so you don't need any of it and it's it's interesting like i wonder i actually did a podcast this morning and another one just before and we were talking about this and i was i can't remember what they asked me exactly but it was something to do with our relationships with our phones and obviously like everything that exists in our world it's our relationship with something our relationship with phones our relationship with alcohol our relationship with people, our relationships with whatever and and i was just thinking like if we lived in a world where no one would ever find out what you were doing there weren't all the you know this highlights reel that this often referred to you know of instagram everyone on a boat drinking champagne in corsica or whatever right um what if that didn't exist what if nothing that that didn't exist no one ever found out what you did and also money wasn't important too right like the the, the acquisition of money the you know having money wasn't important if if, if those two things existed that were, were true what would you do but like, what would you do would you still be doing this podcast um I, I dare say you would um would i still be doing what i'm doing absolutely but i mean what would you do if no one ever found out about it and ultimately i think the question is on a very primal level what what are you gonna do to make yourself happy i'm on I'm, I'm ranting and I haven't thought about this but much until this last podcast but I do quite like the idea of it yeah. if no one ever found out what you were doing what would you do because then people would stop posting rubbish on social media and like with a photo with a, a bottle of Moe and a you know a, a beach or a sailboat in the back because no one cared it doesn't exist if that didn't exist what would you actually do that person might not be there they might actually go oh you know what I want to spend time with my family or I'd like to learn piano that would make me happy um, you know, and of course there are people who like champagne and boats and that's great too but not everyone surely not everyone so if you look at the social media stream everyone's on a boat not everyone <laughs> that's brilliant mate it's uh no and this all comes back to living a more meaningful life honestly you know i think it's it's really important so um seb i wanted to say your your book's been quite profound it was quite profound for me i went after i read your book i went and ticked off the seven man-made wonders of the world which was an amazing oh. journey for me you know I, I saw some great parts of the world um is there any other other books that have inspired you along your journey? 
that you could recommend to the readers? What's the, what's the most influential book that you could recommend apart from yours? Well, you're going to laugh, but I've, I've only read about five books in my life. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, you know, the BFG, I'm sure everyone's read that. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't really. I, I, again, like I'm, I, I just find myself kind of in this space. So I, I really have no idea about personal development and stuff. Um, I hear, I, I get emails all the time. People say, you should read this, you should read this, you should read this. I've got a bookshelf just over there full of books and like other, you know, other people who, I, who I've met doing, um, you know, speaking um, and such. They've given me their books. I haven't read, I don't tell them, I haven't read them. But uh, I don't know. Um, I think uh, like I put a twist on the question. What I think is an interesting, what, what I, I'd almost rather say, hang on, what would I actually rather say? Something to do with, as opposed to like gaining inspiration from, from a book that someone else has, has, has written. Um, what, as, a, as individuals listening to this potentially, like what would be the most inspiring book you, you would like to write about your own life? Um, what does your book look like? You know, because that's what you can control. Um, of course, inspiration from others is fantastic and I, I i'm not saying it's not it absolutely is i just don't read but yeah I, I i'm kind of more set on well what would be my most inspiring book that i could i could write and i think that's a good place to, to start that's awesome mate um i was gonna say what's your legacy seb what's my legacy yeah uh, well i haven't died you... yet so i don't know if i've got one but how would uh, you like to be remembered oh i don't care okay so you, yeah, don't, don't, you don't you don't really have you know you don't really have a way in which you'd like people to remember you um well i mean i'd like to be remembered as like a you know a nice good person but um it doesn't worry me that's not why i do anything i, I don't really you know i don't do it for you know, I, I used to get very hung up on certainly before i started my list like 10 years ago i used to care about what people thought um you know which is what which, which kept me very like in a scared place oh they're gonna judge me they're gonna what if i try that and i fail i'm gonna get laughed at and now i, I don't care i don't care so um all i care about is that i act in a way that makes me proud and i'm sure the on flow of that is that someone thinks well of me um but i don't care about what people think about me it's not what drives me um hopefully i think to answer your question that almost sounded like you know like i was confronting you i didn't mean like that at all but like you know hopefully at one point when i'm dead um you know it's people go oh cool that 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 was uh you know he he, he tried hard to do some good stuff um but uh yeah I don't care. It, it's funny because you can take a lot out of that as well, Seb. What you just said isn't confrontational at all. Because like I posted something yesterday on Instagram and I deleted it um, because of fear of judgment. And then basically I walked into the office today and my boss was like, that was such an inspiring post. And the next thing I said to him was I deleted it. And he's like, ah. why? And I said, mm. oh, I was just fear of judgment. And he goes, you're, you're, you know, you shouldn't do that. So yeah, no, I, I, um, I agree with what you said. Uh, I've got three fat rapid fire questions and one last question for you, Seb, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Thanks, mate. The first one is, what's one thing that people can do to live a happier life? Give themselves permission to consider what that is for them because happiness is different for everyone. Work out what happiness is for you and do it. Awesome. Uh, what's one thing that people can do to live a more purposeful life? So this is, I mean, this isn't quick rapid fire answering. So, but like, you know, what's purpose, what's passion, etc. I think just start by doing things that make you smile and feel good. And I think eventually you'll get to the purpose point. Um, but, uh, cause it's such a profound question. Like what's your purpose in life? I mean, geez, that's a big one to try and just bite off, you know, and, and people ask that question a lot, right? Start with passion, start with things that make you feel good. Then I think the purpose will come. Um, but my guess is that, you know, it will come eventually when you think about things outside of just yourself. Awesome. And last rapid fire question, Sebastian is what's one thing that people can do to live a regret free life? Um, um, <laughs> Well, always act in line with your values. Just always act in line with your values. Know who you are, know what you stand for, know what your principles are, 
know what you think right and wrong is, know where your moral compass is and just act accordingly with love and don't regret anything. Because you can't, if your safety net is, uh, well, I, you know, I know who I am in all these different ways and I'm acting in accordance with that, you won't live with regret. Even if you do end up, you know, offending people or whatever, your safety net is I'm just being me and no one should be apologetic for being themselves. So powerful, mate. And the last question I've got for you is this. Um, if imagine today was your last day and I handed you a piece of paper and a pen and on this piece of paper, you had the opportunity to write one last piece of advice for future generations to believe in their inner greatness. What's the one thing that you would write on the piece of paper? Um, I would write down www.kindsum.com and then a smiley face. And then I'd say, Enjoy. that's so awesome. And, uh, you know, and kind... I mean that, by the way, because that's that, you know, not because I'm promoting my site, I, I'm really not, um, which I'm happy to as well, if you like. But, like, you know, it's just we are, we are all here to help each other and connect. People are good and kind, some connects people in the most rawest, authentic of ways. And, and I think that will, that'll help everyone. So, Seb, um, mate, I really appreciate that you ended on that note. And I just want to uh, hand it over to you. Uh, could you just, let the listeners know just on a leaving sort of on a leaving um note um just a little bit more about kindsome because it's powerful i went on the website the other day and this concept has it's really revolutionary you can really create so much positive change in the world so uh just if there's any last words that you want to you know impart with the listeners i'd appreciate it yeah no thanks um well as i said kindsome is it's a peer-to-peer connection platform for non-financial acts of kindness so um as i said like you know i think everyone wants to help for sure we all want to help so if you're if you're interested in helping anyone go to kindsome um i think the 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 other part of it like the demand side of the platform which is people who need help that's where i really you know urge anyone listening who really needs help with a meaningful thing that they're unable to do by themselves i'm not talking about going air ballooning because you've always wanted to but something that's like you know really emotionally important to you something that you're having genuine trouble doing for whatever the reason might be um i or you know someone in a similar situation because you can nominate people right um i, I urge you to it's not weak Yes, it's vulnerable, but it's an, it's an incredible show of strength and bravery because by putting your hand up and saying, I need help, you are creating an opportunity for other people to be good. And that's why we're here. So the first step in true connection, in one sense at least, is someone saying, hey, I need help. This is an opportunity for someone to connect with me. And then it allows people to be good. So yeah, if you're out there listening and there's something that you really need help with um, or you know someone who deserves a helping hand, please go to Kindsome and share that story because there's amazing things happening right now. Seb, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time today. I know you're a busy speaker. Um, I just wanted to say as well, thank you so much for showing up and past, you know, pushing through your fears as well to push through, I guess, the initial list that you did, but also to come to the realisation that what, what's most important is to do things that are kind and to help other people because... I think we can all learn a lot from that. So I think one, one thing that I could do probably following this podcast is maybe go volunteer or do something kind as well for someone else tomorrow. So sure. I, just, I just really wanted to acknowledge you, mate. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks uh, for having me. And thanks, for, thanks for doing what you're doing and promoting a good message in all your podcasts to, to all your listeners. So guys, um, there you have it. Um, Seb, uh, thanks so much again. Everyone, please go to kindsome.com. 
Um, that's it's an amazing platform. You'll learn so much about Sebastian and his efforts there to inspire people to be kind and do great things. There you have it. Episode with Sebastian Terry. Guys, there you have it. What an amazing chat with Sebastian Terry. Um, if you love this uh, episode, please head over to iTunes or any platform where the show is hosted and leave me a five-star review. Um, I'd really appreciate it if you could share the episode. This will help uh, really promote a great message by Seb to be more kind to others um, and to fulfill your bucket list. You know, the things that you want to do before you leave this planet. Um, to access all the show notes, again, head over to josephdebonardo.com forward slash 15. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. I hope you're having an amazing week. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and unleash your inner greatness.